Okay, yeah, I'm recording. Um, I guess we should probably do the, like, classic fucking friends at the table clap or whatever. <laughs> we should probably get this synced up. So there's... There's the clap, and there's also, like, the finger snaps, where you do, like, three... One after another. Oh, is that a thing? Which is, like... Because the, cl the clap is just... It's the equivalent of the clapperboard in Hollywood, right? You're, like... You make a big sound, and then everybody's tracks, you can see, oh, that's where the clap is. But then the, fin the finger snap is the same idea, but because there's three, and so it's like, if you say, like, okay, we do it at 20, then you do it at, like, 20, 21, and 22. Yeah. But then you see three things that you can be like, okay, I'd like, move this around. I think my favorite thing right now is how Time Dot is, is, like, currently skipping, like, two seconds every now and then, so... <laughs> <laughs> Alright, you on time dot is? I am on time dot is. Okay, I guess we'll do one uh, at fucking three, at 38 or whatever. Um, so, one yep. clap, and then we'll do like the snaps at like 15. Well, oh, here's the clap. That's that, that wasn't that good. That wasn't that good. We could do better. You sure? It's yeah. a, it sounded exactly the same. We'll, we'll do the snaps at 15, and then... It can like yeah, recalibrate. We'll, there we'll we go. Do snaps at fifteen. All right. Yeah, one of those two should work fine. Probably. Yeah, yeah, that should that should be fine. Okay, so. Okay, I guess if we're just starting the podcast, then, huh? We're 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 in it. We're we're fucking in it. We're in it. Pilot pilot episode episode zero episode minus Ep two. So, uh, hi everyone, I'm, I'm fucking, I'm Lily, uh, my pronouns are she, her, they, them, um, this is Sam. Yeah, and, <laughs> I don't know how to podcast. And, uh, I'm Sam, I, pronouns are he, him, uh, basically, neither, as far as I'm aware, neither of us have ever done a podcast, and it's just, hey, here's a terrible idea, let's do it. Yeah, we basically were, like, in, like, the Friends of the Table Discord, uh, and we were just like, hey, what if we did a Bleach Rewatch podcast? And I guess that sounded like a terrible enough idea that we were just like, yeah, let's do that. And now here we are about, what, three hours later? About three hours. Uh, four hours. Oh, no. Four hours? Well, two and a half, n three numbers, math. Yes, three hours. We we've also got a podcast, Spectre. Uh, in the chat listening in on our call because, you know, what what would a Bleach podcast be like without a ghost? Uh, Lynn says hello. Uh, their pronouns are they, them. Uh, and, uh, yeah, what, what, would a, what would a Bleach podcast be without a, a resident specter? Am I right? Yeah, uh, I think maybe... So I, think, I, get, I guess our general idea was kind of to follow, like, the the generic watch-along podcast format, which is like, okay, first we're gonna just have a quick summary of the episodes and then maybe talk... Quick. And then maybe talk about them, like, during the summary and then potentially have, like, more in-depth thoughts uh, later if we if there's anything that we really want to hit on. Uh, but I think for the first episode, maybe we should... Maybe we should go over about, like, what... Like, what is Bleach to you? Or, like, what do you feel about Bleach at these times? Or something... Oh man, yeah. I mean, I guess we could do that. Uh, 
So, I, Bleach was actually, like, probably, aside from, like, Dragon Ball Z, probably the first anime, like, I really got into, uh, which is kind of unfortunate looking back, but, I mean, it did kind of, like, put me in the zone for, like, Shonen and, like, you know, growing up with Naruto and One Piece and all that, but, um, you know, I, I, I loved it when I was growing up and I was in high school, uh, and, you know, I, I genuinely thought, like, this was the coolest shit, even, you know, within the Roncar arcs that lasted a million years. Um, but, um, I think looking back, uh, and especially, like, having read along with it weekly, uh, with, you know, the last arc lasting, like, four years or whatever, um, you know, I, it, it, I don't think it's that great anymore, um. I think we're gonna have some fun rewatching it and finding some things to like and also some things not to like. Um, but I don't know. What so about you? On my side, it's I had I was already like I was already a huge fan of Dragon Ball. I was already a huge fan of Sailor Moon. Uh, I was super into Gundam Wing. Like Gundam Wing was just the biggest thing at my school. Um, and then Bleach came along, and it was like, oh, this is like this other thing that I really like, and I. I was starting to get my own, I was starting to, like, work on my own and get my own non, um, non-allowance money, so I was able to, like, actually buy the books on my own. So I got super into it, and I really enjoyed it, and then as I went to university and graduated university and went off into other jobs, uh, Bleach was, like, still <laughs> existing as a thing that was updating, and I wasn't into the anime as much uh anymore although during university like we would have huge floor watch parties where everybody in the dorm would basically come down to our floor and then we just put it on this giant screen and everybody would watch week to week uh but that died down kind of as the anime continued like into the iron car stuff and the manga you know there's definitely like there it's hard to pinpoint like where it is but there's definitely a certain there's a point where it's just like, mm, I'm no longer reading this because I'm enjoying this experience. I'm reading this because I've been reading this for several years of my life. And it is just a week. It's part of a, like, it's this weekly fixture. Like, it's a part of my time of my existence. And it's hard to, like, not imagine myself not reading it. Oh, I understand that so completely because it was the same thing for me. But I was in high school. <laughs> God. Oh, I should probably note, this is the first time Sam and I have ever voiced, like, at all. <laughs> so, uh, this should be, uh, fun finding our fucking chemistry and seeing where things go. <laughs> yeah, that's definitely- the the other half of this great idea is, our- none of us have, like, really interacted with each other, including our friendly podcast Spectre. Like, all- yeah, no, like, we, we've talked a bit, like, in, like, the anime chat, at least, and, you know, the Friends of the Table Discord, but other than that, it, it, it's been pretty bare bones, and, you know, this this just kind of ended up spur of the moment, and, uh, you know, we decided, why not commit to this three-plus-year journey together, uh, because, I don't know, I guess we all felt like, <laughs> I you know, Tite Kubo brings us brings everyone together uh lynn says bleach just brings us all together we're <laughs> no bleach is what has brought us together and i i this is i don't know what that what that means about this this grouping uh i do i do want to say commit is a strong word 
there. Yeah, I, I have no idea if this podcast is gonna last. I have no idea, but you know what? For right now, I, I'm I'm living. I I am living. I have written t- pl- fucking so long of a summary of episode one. I wrote twelve hundred words for episode one, and not nearly as much for episode two, but still like quite a bit. Um, <laughs> should should we just like dive right in? Dive right into the summary of yeah, episode time one. Time to find out if because the. The general idea of, of most Bleach fans that I know is the start is really good, and then it gets to like some really good shonen stuff, and then it goes bad. So let's see how the... Yeah, and then the Arakar arcs happen, and then we're there for like, what, a million years? It, it's not good. A, a million is short. It's a lot. It's a lot. Okay, summary. Episode one. Uh, it... So on, on Crunchyroll, it says it's untitled, but on the wiki, it, it has a title for the episode, so I'm just going to go by that. So, episode one, the day I became a Shinigami. We open on a shot of some mountains, with shadows growing and a young girl standing on a telephone pole. The shadows appear to be monsters, and the girl notes that she feels a large amount of spiritual energy nearby, and leaps into the town below. I want to state there are, like, some quotes overlaying these shots that I thought were really, really kind of funny because they're just so... They are the most metal quotes. I want to, I want to take those quotes and name, like, a tabletop RPG battle cruiser after them. <laughs> yeah, just, we tremble in awe of that which cannot be seen, and we worship that which cannot be seen, and so fell. The Sword of Fate. It, it's so much... It's so dramatic for, like, the first, like, minute of the show. Um, which, I mean, the opening does play first. And the opening's, like, good. The opening's still really good. Um, <laughs> I heard the opening and I was instantly transported back to 2004. And, like, just with, with a very specific amount of sunlight filtering through my window. <laughs> and I'm just like, oh my god, I'm back here in my room, back at my parents' house. Like, what is happening? <laughs> god, yeah, no, I I remember very specifically being in, like, my old apartment uh, with my parents and watching this at, like, 11 at night when I was supposed to be going to bed because I had school the next morning. And I was just like, oh, this is on Netflix. I'll watch Bleach. And then it was all downhill from there. Um, <laughs> we then cut to a shot of a teenage boy fighting with some delinquents, just kind of nonchalantly, you know, beating the crap out of them. He asks about the vase of flowers that was knocked over, uh, and it turns out that it was set up for a child that died here a few days ago. The bad boys knocked it over while skateboarding, apparently. The boys all like, people will have to put up vases for you too if I see you again, and they run away terrified of this 15-year-old kid. Uh... The dead girl appears and thanks him for driving away the skaters, and our protagonist walks home and narrates the basics of his life. His name is Ichigo Kurosaki. He's 15 years old, and his family runs a clinic. He has been able to see ghosts for as long as he can remember. I have an issue with this sentence, but, like, it's it's a problem with episode two, and I'll get back to it. Yeah, no, no, me too, don't worry, I caught that, I caught But I do want to say, like, Ichigo is very definitely, like, that... Uramishi style, like, here's the bad boy, but he's a good bad boy, like, he cares about the people around him, and he, you know, he'll stand up for the weak and all that, and it's like, but it's, he is a good, he is a really good version of that character, like, even just yeah, this, no. this episode one, it's like, 
Damn, I, for I forgot that the first thing he does is he stand up for the rights of someone who's dead. Yeah, no, like, it, this opening thing, like, really does, like, give a really good idea of who Ichigo is as a character. And, like, even if he's not, like, happy about it, like, he's still willing to do the right thing. Uh, and, you know, I, I like that about them. I, I, I like Ichigo. <laughs> oh my god, I, I just realized I, I haven't Ichigo. told my best friend I'm doing an, a fucking Bleach podcast. He's gonna kill me. <laughs> so, oh. from, from our specter... I forgot I loved Ichigo, I forgot I loved Bleach, F, and honestly, mood. Like, <laughs> that's, abs that's absolutely the sensation that I had going through this first episode. Yeah, I for same! Like, I, I, I forgot I loved this it. character, I forgot I loved this show, oh no. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I was loving it. Uh, my wife and my partner, uh, not so much, but <laughs> you know what, they, who cares about them? <laughs> uh, God. Um, I... I think for the record here, I think you should probably be the voice of our Spectre here since I have to have the summary open. I think that works probably, you know, best. <laughs> uh, fair enough. Well, I think I, I also have three screens open, so that helps a lot. <laughs> <laughs> so I've got like, I've got one screen with Audacity and one screen with like the notes that I took and then one screen that's combination social media and Discord. Although, you know what? I don't need to see social media this time. I'm just going to... Hide this and Discord. Why don't you take up like my whole screen? Yeah, yeah, that's valid. Okay, so Ichigo gets home and is immediately kicked in the face by his dad, who's like, "You know, dinners at seven p.m. every night, right?" And they fight for a bit, and Dad Kurosaki is like, "You're just bragging because you can see ghosts." And Yuzu, Ichi one of Ichigo's sisters, is like, "Guys, stop fighting. Dinner's getting cold." And then Karin asks for more rice because Karin rules and doesn't care about the bullshit happening in her house. Uh, she mentioned, Karin mentions that there's a ghost behind Ichigo, uh, and, like, kind of sympathizes with the fact that he seems so popular with the spirits, and then Yuzu, uh, you know, exclaims that she's a bit jealous because she can't see spirits, she can only sense them. Uh, Karin's like, by the way, I don't believe in ghosts, because apparently just saying that makes them not real, but uh, supposedly Dad Kurosaki is the only one who can't interact with them at all. His, like, uh, antics and hooligans can get, like, it's a very specific kind of, like, slapstick humor, and if you don't like it, it gets real old real fast, but, but, I also really love this guy, because as soon as he shows up, he's like, hey, most important thing in the world, family, me, ultimate wife guy, like... <laughs> <laughs> I, I fucking love Ishin. Like, I don't think we, we learn his name is Ishin in this episode, but, like, I, I, I love him. He's terrible. I love this stupid slapstick. It, it works. It, it It's just really funny. Um, I, I'm very shocked at how positive I was on this. Um... So, uh, Ichigo gives up after a bit of this, uh, this conversation and decides to go to bed without dinner. Uh, Karin and Yuzu talk about how Ichigo's been seeing way more spirits lately, and Dad Kurosaki is like, why didn't he tell me he was seeing all these spirits? And Karin's like, take a fucking guess. <laughs> and then Ishin cries in front of the poster of his dead wife, this just massive poster of his wife he has in their, like, living room. It's it's a lot. It's not so since much. Garma have we seen such a large poster of a dead relative. <laughs> <laughs> God. Um. 
Uh, so we cut back to day, and there's reports of the ground shaking and bil- buildings being damaged early morning. Uh, Ichigo does the classic, you know, anime toast and mouth I'm late for school thing and seems concerned because the accident was near their house. He walks near the site with flowers for the dead girl when suddenly hears a scream and a loud roar and runs towards it. There's explosions and claw marks and people screaming and Ichigo sees a big monster standing in the destruction. Uh, the dead girl shows up and tells Ichigo to run and the monster chases them. She trips, and the monster almost gets him before he sees a butterfly, like we saw at the beginning of the episode and I forgot to write in the summary because I'm smart, and the girl from the beginning appears and just absolutely decimates the monster, just like one shot right through the head. It's actually pretty sick. Um, Ichigo's like, hey? And the the Reaper pays no attention. She She's just like, she's done, she leaves, it, it's fine. Uh, and we cut to later that night, and Ichigo's in bed wondering what's happening. Um, and another butterfly shows up, and this girl just, like, walks through his wall and, like, stands on his get- desk. And Ichigo's like, who are you? And she doesn't really respond. So Ichigo acts the only way he knows how, with violence, and kicks her. <laughs> And she's super confused about it and the fact that she's able to, like, not only see her, but interact with her. Because, you know, humans can't do that. Um, she notes that he was there earlier today at the fight, and they fight for a bit uh, before she reveals that she's a soul reaper. Uh, now, in other translations, uh, it says she's a Shinigami, but we're, we're going with the Crunchyroll sub, so she's a soul reaper. Um, you, you have anything to add, yeah, Sam? Like, I did, like, I love that the reaction she gives him is like it's it's like a cat that got sprayed with water right because really she, she's she's completely and at, at first that the scene reads a little weird because he's clearly yelling at her and they're the only things in the room so even if she's you know even if she's assuming that he can't see her she should probably react in some way shape or form but yeah. then she gets knocked on her ass, and she glares at him, and it's exa- like I have known cats that give you that look. Like this is <laughs> this is a creature that is full of murder, and they were the king, they were the <laughs> lord of the universe like two seconds ago, and you interrupted that, and now you're at fault, and you better not come any closer, <laughs> or they will. Yeah, for real. It, it's it's just this nice fucking part where she just like looks at him and is so confused. But, but, like, it, I, I don't really have more to add there. It's just a really good moment. <laughs> but, um, God, I have to find my place in the summary again, because I'm just, like, fucking fantasizing about how much I like Bleach, and I'm so mad about this. <laughs> um, okay, uh... She notes that he was there earlier today, and they fight for a bit before she reveals that she is a soul reaper. The show cuts back to the dead girl being chased again, and we cut back to the clinic so we can get an explanation on what the hell soul reapers are. Turns out she was supposed to exorcise the dead girl from before to send her to a place called Soul Society. For some reason, Ichigo is baffled by this story and declares it unbelievable, and then they fight a little more before she casts a spell on him, paralyzing him. Uh, she explains that she's using Keto to bind Ichigo. It's a sort of thing like only Soul Reapers can do. Uh, she's ten times older than you. You aren't that special. Ichigo gets mad and she raises her sword only to conveniently perform Konso on the spirit that showed up earlier, like uh, when Karin mentioned it. Uh, Konso being a ritual where she sends the spirit back to Soul Society uh, and she, you know, just taps 
the guy's head with the hilt of her blade. I like this part. I like how he's, like, so scared that uh, she's going to, like, send him to, like, the netherworld. And she's like, no, fear not. Fear not. I, you're going to Soul Society, where all the good spirits go. Yeah, she's like, no, no, it's fine. Like, you're good. You're good. Uh, I also, I want to mention, like, so Ichigo has this thing where he's like, yeah, like, obviously you're not human. You're a spirit of some sort. And you've got, like, weird-ass magic powers. But mm, I don't believe you're a Grim Reaper. Right? I don't believe you're a soul reaper because I've never seen those before, so F that. But and it's like <laughs> Yeah, no problem. But it's like, oh, it's the same viewpoint his sister has. Like like there is there is like a connection between those two where they're they're both they're both, oh, I don't believe it until I see it, and then one of them also says, Also, if I can choose not to interact with it and close my eyes to it, I'm just gonna pretend it doesn't exist. Yeah, no, you know what? I, I didn't even draw that connection, but you're right. That that's that is a little bit of good writing. I will give Kubo that. Uh th- that will be one of what I assume will not continue to be good writing, but like I, I like that. That's a good connection. Um He can write well. <laughs> he has written well in the past. And he, oh, he and he has continued for large portions. It's just There are decisions that he makes. <laughs> <laughs> There are decisions that are made later in the manga that we will get to. <laughs> uh, maybe. We'll see. Hopefully this continues. I, I am having a good time so far. Our specter uh, of the podcast is asking if we're keeping a tally of good points and bad points, and no. No, that would be no. that would be depressing. <laughs> and Of whole points and hollow points. <laughs> Jesus. No. Plus it. Like, like, we might be pleasantly surprised. But who knows? I, who knows? Maybe Bleach is good, and we were wrong all this time. Yeah, but I firmly believe that we won't be. <laughs> yeah, I, I I have a feeling we're not going to be surprised. Um, so the Soul Reaper explains that there are two types of spirits in the world: holes, which are normal spirits, and hollows, which are evil and eat souls. Ichigo is like, why do your drawings suck? And she draws a mustache on his face. It's really funny. The rec- she explains... <laughs> the recurring gag of Rukia just having, like, the worst, most awful drawings that not a single person in the world can, like, understand is, frankly, one of the best parts of early Bleach. And, well... It's really it, it comes across, like, all of Bleach, but specifically in early Bleach, every single time someone sees her pictures for the first time, it's like, oh, this, this is the best interaction of this episode. <laughs> I, 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 I really like her drawings. They're good. They're cute. And uh, our Spectre agrees. <laughs> They're cute. Um, so she uh, draws a mustache on his face, and she explains that Soul Reapers have two jobs. To perform Konso, like we saw earlier, and to, pur- and to purify Hollows, like we also saw earlier. We cut back to the monster, and it roars, causing Ichigo to ask what the hell that was. The Soul Reaper notes that there is supposed to be another hollow around, but she couldn't sense it. Ichigo's like, what are you talking about? Can't you hear it, like, roaring, like, ten feet away from here? And she's like, what? Before it roars again, and she's like, oh yeah, that's it. Yuzu screams and falls near the door, calling out to Ichigo, saying that something happened to Karin, and then she passes out. The Soul Reaper rushes out, and Ichigo is so angry, he starts working through the binding spell and follows. The Hollow grips Karin, and the Soul Reaper pulls out her sword to fight. Ichigo is able to stand and move, but when he sees Karin, he gets so mad and just breaks the binding completely. Yeah, she, she, uh, Rukia specifically says, hey, don't try to break the binding, like, you can't 
Like, it's a magic thing, so you can't break it physically. And if you try to break it, you're gonna, like, destroy your soul because the magic's gonna, like, kill you. And then Ichigo's like, fuck that and does it anyway. <laughs> uh, it's kind of... It's a lot. I love it. It's it's bad. I love it. Um, <laughs> so, the Soul Reaper notes that humans shouldn't be able to break a Soul Reaper spell like that before Ichigo gets punched by the Hollow. The Hollow's like, I finally found you, and is temporarily driven away by the Reaper, who tells Ichigo that his sisters are okay and their souls haven't been devoured yet. The Hollow was actually after him. The Hollow reappears, and Ichigo has a flashback to about five seconds ago of his sisters being in pain, and it attacks him, but the Reaper takes the blow instead of Ichigo. Uh, the Reaper is badly hurt, and asks Ichigo if he wants to save his family. He's like, duh, and she tells him to become a Soul Reaper by piercing his own body with her sword, otherwise known as a Zanpakuto. She's like, I actually don't know if this will work, and then tells Ichigo her name, Rukia Kuchiki. Ichigo tells Rukia his name, and then they do the deed, releasing a lot of energy, blasting like everything back. It's it's a, it's really cool. And uh, then and the song starts. <laughs> the song starts. The song starts, and everything's great. And Ichigo has a huge sword with which he just like effortlessly kills the Hollow in like one hit. Which you know why couldn't Rukia do this? Who knows? He's got a big sword. Uh, he saves his family, uh, and then we get a card, like a title card for Ichigo, uh, that says, Occupation High Schooler, and dot dot dot, full screen, Soul Reaper. And then it cuts to credits, and the ending song is still really good. I really like the first ending song. So it gets lost in the, uh, in like all, in the greatness of the song, which is, I, th I think it's called Number One, is Ichigo's theme. Uh, I believe so, yeah. And so it gets lost in that and, like, the cool action that's going on, but uh, Ruka does say, like, she says a couple of little bits of information that are, like, super important going forward, and the anime, like, takes no time to, like, dwell on it. Because <laughs> it's, one, she was trying to give him only half of her power, uh, but she ended up giving him all of it. And, two, his sword, like, the sword, the size of the sword is based on how much energy you have, and that is the biggest sword that she's ever seen. Yeah, which I think is, I, I think it's really telling for, like, how the rest of this anime is going to treat Ichigo as a character going forward. Like, you've seen shonen protagonists. If you haven't seen Bleach, first off, maybe don't. <laughs> Second off, it's it's only gonna keep going from there with how it treats Ichigo. We're, we're gonna see a lot of Ichigo being, like, the specialist boy. Yeah. Uh, now, in fairness, in fairness, a lot of the early stuff, like, doesn't go in. It's Ichigo is the special boy, and he's the specialist special boy. But he's only the specialist special boy in so much as he needs to be to be the main character of a shonen anime. Like, a lot of his, a lot of his uh, combats and fights that he does, especially at the start, are real, are big struggles that he like barely survives, and it's less like, oh, he's like crazy powerful at this it's more like it's more presented as there is a mystery here there like there is something weird about ichigo that he has so much power he made it so that she couldn't reach she couldn't notice um, the hollow approaching uh he was able to break her spell he has the biggest thing like there is the fact that he has this l incredibly large reservoir of power is itself a mystery that they kind of play on 
and then later Bre later bleach kind of just like adds on layer upon layer upon layer upon layer upon layer of of special boyness to ichigo but it, at the start it's just like here's an interesting little like mystery that we're kind of adding to the thing and also happens to turn our boy into the special boy <laughs> i'm i'm so glad that we get to talk about a special boy i i also like you know what they say about boys with big swords big spiritual energy like god fucking it's a huge sword i remember seeing that sword for the first time and thinking it was the coolest shit and i was just like oh man i'm gonna love this show and then i did for years and here we are now <laughs> yeah no that first episode and you yeah going into the first ending you're just like man, that, that last, like, five minutes was amazing, and the ending song is so good, and you're just kind of, like, you're floating on cloud nine. Little did we know. <laughs> Little did we know. Uh, so, let's go ahead and take, like, five before we get to episode two. Uh, God, this is, this is a lot. <laughs> yeah, it's just, yeah, just, I think a lot just, just about covers it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, five minute break. Okay. Episode 2, The Shinigami's Work Ishin wakes up Ichigo with a kick to the face. Ichigo is confused as hell because everything is normal, but his family assures him that everything is fine. And a truck crashed into the clinic, but everyone slept through it. His sisters are fine, and nobody remembers anything. Ichigo wonders to himself if Rukia went back to Soul Society and then heads to school. Uh, we cut to two new characters at school, Orihime and Tatsuki, as they discuss lunch as girlfriends. Uh, Orihime brought ramen with wasabi and honey, and it sounds really gross. Before she walks directly into Ichigo, she apologizes, and Ichigo says nothing, and then Tatsuki is like, Say something, asshole! And then he asks if she's alright. She's like, yeah, and then finds literally anywhere else to be. Totsuki explains it's because Ichigo just looks so mean. Yeah, it also it zooms in on his face, too. It's like, oh, he's supposed to have, like, a mean person face. Yeah, he's supposed uh, to look so mean. I, I, I don't think he looks that mean. Yeah, like, these both of these characters are, one, wives, and two, like, some of the best parts of this show. Like, Tatsuki's just, like, such a great character, and every piece of characterization that she gets... I love Tatsuki. Is so just, like, wonderful. And then Orihime is, like... Like, on the one hand, half of her... Like... Half of her uh, interactions with people are, like, the most sunflowery or wallflowery anime girl bullshit that you will find. Mm -hmm. Like, in... Like, very indicative of like mid 2000s i feel like it's it's like a character that you've seen a lot and then on the other oh, yeah. hand it's oh she also has this like very specific quirky side to her that is quirky in a different way like it's it's quirky in a like wow that's like that's really weird like what why are you doing this way but it's also it's not 
a, it's not a way that other characters of the same archetype tend to act. Yeah. Like usually, if you have a character that does this, it's like it's a completely separate character where that's their entire being. Where it's like, no, she's she's like the cute wallflowery person, but also she likes weird food combinations that no one else does. I don't know. Uh, Orhime's a ditz. I, I like her a lot. Um, she she's very funny in this episode. Um, and, uh, we, we learned some more about her later in the episode that ma- makes you kind of sympathize and empathize with her a bit more. Um, so, uh, she, like, runs away from Ichigo because, you know, he's so mean. Uh, and in class, Ichigo meets with his friends, Keigo and Mizuhiro. Uh, Keigo asks about the truck crash, and then our big boy, our resident big boy, Chad, shows up and asks kindly if Ichigo's family needs help cleaning up. Ichigo stubbornly says no, and then suddenly Rukia shows up behind him in a schoolgirl outfit, surprising Ichigo. Uh, Ichigo reasonably is freaked out by this, uh, and then... Rukia shows him her hand that has uh, a note on it that says, make a scene and you die. <laughs> Basically. She, she continues to be, like, the greatest. Like, <laughs> she's just like, oh, hi, everyone. What a pleasure it is to meet you, fellow students. <laughs> and she just <laughs> extends her head. And she's like, no, Mr. Kurosaki, I've never met you before. This is our first time meeting, right? Wink, wink. And on her hand, just right there. If you say anything, you're dead. (laughs) (laughs) I fucking love Rukia. I almost said Rukia. Rukia, I can't wait to see her get stabbed in the chest like 20 times. (laughs) Considering that's like every single one of her fights, which is a shame. Um, (laughs) She plays dumb for a second. Uh, uh, She plays dumb for a second, and then they go outside uh, so that Ichigo can actually make a scene. Uh, she explains that she learned to talk like a normal human overnight, and Ichigo asks why she's still here. Uh, she explains that she can no longer return to Soul Society because she doesn't have Soul Reaper powers anymore, because Ichigo took them all. She's now stuck in a Gigai, a temporary body for emergencies, which explains why other people can see her now. She explains that Ichigo now has to perform Soul Reaper duties in her place, and he's like, nah, I only did it for my family. I don't care about strangers. So she puts a cool glove on and slaps the soul out of him. God, that glove is the coolest piece of fashion accessory that they get. (laughs) And it continues to be the coolest thing. (sighs) I, I love the glove. I actually used to have one when I was younger, and I was like, yes, this is the coolest. I'm gonna slap the soul out of people. Um, so uh rukia tells him to come with her to a nearby park where they see a young boy's spirit being attacked by a hollow rukia tells ichigo uh not to attack saying he can't just pick and choose to help strangers when it's convenient for him and then he needs to be committed to helping all spirits ichigo says fuck that and immediately kills the hollow before telling the boy to pass on or whatever Rukia's like what a fine konso before ichigo explains he's not about to commit to anything but he's not going to just stand by and watch strangers get hurt which sounds kind of like a commitment to me. Like, I, I don't know about you. That sounded like kind of a commitment. Well, like, because at first he says, hey, I'm not, like, I'm not taking your job. I'm not becoming a soul cop. Like, I'm just gonna, I'm, I'm, get, I'm just not gonna deal with this. However, I am also physically incapable of watching someone get hurt. <laughs> it really do be like that. Also... I, I hate that you said soul cop because that—that's really what they are. They, huh? They're the—they're the cops. 
and I mean, there there's an entire season, several seasons, about them being bad because they're cops. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm like kind of scared to get to the Soul Society arcs. I'm like, oh man, they're they're cops. They're bad. I'm, like the reasons that they're bad is because they're cops. Oh man. Uh, one oh thing God. that our our Spectre did bring up uh, is specifically Rukia's speech pattern is incredibly formal uh, because that's the kind of that you'd find in like old like she's got old books basically it's it's like, really good it's a really good touch uh, I like that a lot uh, and we, we get a little bit more of that later this episode uh, when she's like reading the book uh, like dramatically when that shot cuts to her it's it's really good um uh anyway uh we uh cut to later that night uh and orihime is reading a magazine while a man's spirit is looking through her window uh orihime closes the curtains and then he's suddenly attacked and taken by hollows uh to another place it, it looks like the place we saw at the very beginning of episode one that's like dark and like shadowy and has like mountains and stuff it's a weird spot we know what it's called but that's spoilers um they take him to another place and a big hollow tells the other hollows to devour him which they do transforming the man into another hollow and it's actually kind of a scary sequence i liked it a lot yeah like it's a good it's um, a good piece of like oh this is like some creepy horror shit it kind of reminds me of like the um the scene in like Majora's Mask where uh Link turns into like the Deku scrub. Definitely. Uh like it, it it's very very reminiscent of that when the mask is like growing out of uh, out of him. Um later that day uh uh wait, no fuck, I skipped things. I'm bad at Okay. I found the spot. I can summary. I can do summaries. I'm a podcaster. I'm a professional. You are now <laughs> a podcaster, a... and you can no longer deny that. I'm a podcaster now. I'm a professional. Cut back to Rukia dramatically reading an old book, like we mentioned, like, two seconds ago. Uh, and Ichigo is very annoyed, asking how long she plans to follow him. She tells him until he accepts his duties as a soul reaper. And then they see Orihime lying in an intersection with groceries... Ichigo asks if a car hit. Ichigo asks if a car hit her, and she says yes. So we ask if she's okay. She asserts that she's fine, and we get the leak spin shot. You know, you remember leak spin. Yeah, she, like, she, not only does she no sell getting hit by a car, <laughs> she just immediately grabs her groceries and introduces us to potentially the most popular meme of 2006 my wife who was watching with me very annoyedly was like wait a second she's the fucking leak spin girl and i'm like yeah yeah she is the cursed forbidden knowledge that bleach introduced us to the world like uh, that song was recorded in i think 1995 oh my like, God. that song existed for a decade hold before on, hold on is leakspin.com still up hold on Leakspin.com is still up. I can confirm. Yeah, Leakspin.com. It's not playing anything for me. I think because I have, like, uBlock on. Hold on. Let me... Let me... Okay, well, it is not coming up for me, but it is still up. <laughs> it... I, I, I don't know if it's working for you guys. Who cares? It's Leakspin. Leakspin.com exists. Well, Leakspin.com is a Flash thing, so... RIP uh, Leakspin.com Rest Maybe, in peace Leakspin.com 
perhaps one day it will advance to HTML5. Until then, <laughs> Leakspin is dead. Maybe I can convince my partner to write Leakspin.com too. <laughs> In HTML5. And this is I the mean, story of how I lost my podcaster, my fellow podcaster, one episode into this podcast. <laughs> God. Um, Ichigo asks if a car hit her, and Orihime says yes, and he asks if she's okay. She asserts she's fine, and we get the leak spin shot. And Orihime notices Rukia for the first time, who does not recognize Orihime. Ichigo's like, you dumbass, she's in our class. And Ruk uh, is like, oh my god, you're you're Orihime. I'm so happy to see you. Have you been shopping? And then Orihime's like, no, I just got hit by a car. And I was actually shopping for groceries, and I should get home right now. Rukia notices, like, a big handprint bruise on Orihime's leg and asks where she got it. And Orihime's like, yeah, it was just from the car. Uh, Ichigo offers to walk her home, and she runs away again. Uh, because, you know, he's just so scary. Uh, later that day, Ichigo and Rukia discuss Orihime. He explains that Orihime's brother died in his family's clinic three years ago, and her brother was her only family. He was injured in a car accident, uh, and Ichigo tells Rukia that he only recently found out it was her and her brother. Rukia asks how his spiritual power was around that time, and he says it wasn't as strong as it is now and that he actually couldn't see or interact with spirits back then, which is weird, because last episode he specifically said he could see them for as long as he could remember. Must have a terrible memory. For a three-year-old, Ichigo is remarkably well-grown <laughs> and intelligent and well-spoken, because, yeah, he mentioned it's the th it's a thing that he could do ever since he was a <laughs> like, ever since he was born. Yeah, no, he, he was like, oh yeah, I remember being able to do this for as long as I can remember. And I, I feel like later in this, like, in this first arc, we're going to get some stuff that confirms that, yeah, he could in fact sense at least spirits when he was younger. But no, he, he says here he actually couldn't see them until uh, recently. <laughs> I have a, like, I do not speak a lick of Japanese, um... So I can't confirm, but I feel like this is potentially a subtitle thing where he might, it might've been it like the sent the actual word that, uh, that was used could have been something like it's been happening a lot more recently. It could have been, uh, which is what I feel is the thing. Or it could just be, Hey, we wrote the script for this episode, like wrong. Like we just made this one mistake. It's not, you know, it's not the worst I, mistake. It's it's two throwaway like lines. It's not as likely for that, though, because I feel like, uh, if I remember correctly, and this is just going purely off knowledge I have from Bakuman, and who fucking knows how accurate that is, uh, from what I understand, when you present, like, a manga to, like, Shuisha, you have to have the first three chapters ready, um... And so, like, this being, like, probably in the second chapter makes me feel like this was written at the same time and Kubo just, like, had an oversight there. But that doesn't really explain why in the anime it would be like this. I, I, I feel like, yeah, it's probably just a translation error. I, I don't think it's worth, like, dwelling on too long. Well, it's actually... So, not, not to dwell on it even longer. <laughs> <laughs> uh, because, as, as Ghost says, there are bigger mistakes in Bleach. Um, but Love the, it's it's more likely to show up in the anime than in the manga because you are you are correct in that there's a uh, or at least I don't know if this is still the practice but 
the practice at the time is, hey, you need to give us three chapters of your of your manga, partially because they run the chapters three weeks ahead of when they're actually made or submitted for uh, for editorial to like change stuff if there needs to be any changes. But it's but you know there is always a chance of one or both of those, those sentences could have been added into the anime or written in mm-hmm. a different way in the anime uh, depending on who wrote the script and how it was when it was getting adapted. Yeah, I I, I definitely think it might have been a translation issue. I think we're probably thinking too hard about this. <laughs> this is a very Kogan point from the gallery. This podcast will have a five-star runtime if we lingered on each mistake. <laughs> so maybe let's let's continue to what is potentially the greatest piece of staging in either of these two episodes. <laughs> Rukia leaves and asks Ichigo, well, Ichigo asks where she's going before she tells him home. Ichigo gets annoyed by this because of course he does. And Rukia's all like, oh, aren't you like interested? Don't you, aren't you so interested? And Ichigo's like, no. Um, but, you know, we cut to later that night and uh, Tatsuki brings her girlfriend Orihime some food because they should be gay and in love. She explains she wants to make sure Orihime is properly fed because she's eating weird things all the time. Back at the clinic, Yuzu asks Ichigo where her pajamas are, and Ichigo tells her to knock first. Yuzu tells Ichigo he's gotten so mean since he started high school, and Ichigo meanly states, No, I have not! Uh, Yuzu also mentions her dress is missing, and Ichigo's like, Why do you have to ask me for everything? Go away! She's like, Good night! And then she leaves. And then we cut to Rukia, who's like sitting in like a really small space uh, and wearing pajamas that conveniently look very Yuzu-sized, and her cell phone tells her a hollow's nearby, and she hops out of Ichigo's closet, scaring the crap out of him, and she slaps his soul out again. It's actually the best. I love that she's just, like, living in his closet. It's so funny. That scene transition, where it goes from this, like, very typical uh, conversation between a high school brother and and a middle school little sister, like, it's just, like, this is just, like, a very normal conversation to have, and it's just... It cut it like kind of hard cuts to Rukia being in this like dark area, and it's like, oh, I guess this is like she just doesn't have the lights on in her room or whatever. And well, like it's kind of weird that it cuts so suddenly, but then it turns out she was listening to their conversation because she is right there. It is so good. <laughs> I think my favorite part about it is when her phone starts going off, and Ichigo's just kind of like looking around, and he's like, what the fuck is that what where's that coming from and then she immediately slides out of the closet and just slaps his soul out it's the best it's really good the comedic timing was like really 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 solid there um they um the new hollow like immediately attacks like ichigo uh, and they fight for a bit, uh, and Ichigo's, like, sort of, like, cutting up his room, uh, you know, making a lot of damage, uh, and Rukia's like, stop just swinging your sword around, and he's like, what do you expect me to do? Nobody's trained me. I'm I'm gonna kill it. So he, like, swings the Zanpakuto, uh, and, like, the, the monster, like, grabs it, the hollow grabs it. Uh, and, like, it's this really good, like, struggle scene, uh, and Ichigo eventually, like, gets, like, a cut in, and, like, part of the mask breaks off, revealing, uh, that Ichigo recognizes this person as Orihime's brother, uh, and this is, like, this is, like, a pretty solid twist for episode two, I think, like, 
obviously, like, we as the audience can tell it's probably Orihime's brother by this point. But, like, it's still, like, for a shonen episode two, it's good. Um, the, Orihime's brother flies flies away, and Ruki explains that all Hollows used to be humans. Ichigo's pretty distraught at this revelation, uh, but they decide to go after it anyway. Orihime's brother's mask regenerates while he's back in the, like, weird, dark space. Uh, and Ruki continues to explain that holes who hold on to grudges and regrets linger on and eventually become Hollows on their own, or by de being devoured by other Hollows. We cut back to Orihime and Totsuki, and Orihime gets into a weird delusion, mentioning, like, guns in a crash and some shit? It's, it's very strange. And then her brother looms overhead, and the episode ends. Yeah, so Hollows, they're, they're like Heartless. They eat, they attack people, and then they turn them into other, into other heartless. It's all the same. It all ties in together. Funnily enough that you mentioned Heartless, my wife was asking during this episode when I'm going to start Kingdom Hearts 3 and finish it, because I, I've been sitting like near the end of that game since it came out, and I'm like, I don't want to talk about it. And Aiden told me that if I did not start Kingdom Hearts 3 within the next two weeks, they're going to spoil the ending for me. So I am very scared. Um, <laughs> I'm, in, I'm joining so them on this, on this crusade, and I will too. Oh god! Oh Jesus! No! Oh no! Okay. And I'm basically a stranger, so this threat has weight. <laughs> no, Aiden would too. Uh, uh, but to go back to Bleach, because <laughs> that's that's what this is. Uh, the I don't want to go too much into the like moral dilemma of all the Hollows being people and Ichigo having like a crisis conscience here because. It does get touched on a lot more in the next episode, which we'll discuss next time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. I have, and I have a lot of thoughts, or I have strong thoughts at least. I don't know if there's a lot of them about that whole thing, but yeah, like just the the first couple of attacks that he's doing don't really aren't really doing much. And Rukia's like, "Hey, like you have to go for the mask. If you don't cut, uh, if you don't cut the head off, like it's you're gonna die. Well, it's yeah. not going to die, and it's going to kill you." And he's like. I have big sword, swing like stick. I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> like I'm do he's like I'm doing my best here. I have a sword and it's I'm so swinging good. it. What else do you want me to do? And at the very least it's not like like in the first episode it was like, "Oh, he's so cool. He's so powerful. He's so he's so amazing at this thing that he just got." And, you know, it was really cool for like the eye catch moment, but I do really appreciate that in this moment it's like, "Oh, oh yeah, he's like completely out of out of his depth. Like he is getting his ass handed to him." <laughs> yeah, no, he he really does not know what he's doing. Yeah, and as our Spectre Mencher, as our Spectre mentions, it's a part of Soul of a Soul Reaper training is attack from the back and cut it in one and kill it in one blow because otherwise you might do what Ichigo did, which is realize who this person is slash was before you fight them. He is fifteen. He is a fifteen-year-old boy and has to contend with the fact that one of his school friends' old, dead older brother is like trying to eat a soul. Yeah, no, it's it's a lot, and like there there is like emotional weight there. Uh, it, it's it's a pretty solid like first two episodes. Like I'm I'm actually like surprised by how much I'm actually enjoying Bleach. Um, I, I was not expecting to, and like obviously like 
the animation quality could be better. And my wife was mentioning that there's like this weird bloom effect they have over everything, which, which <laughs> they're right. But I still like it, and the music's good. Oh, the music is fantastic, and but also like. I think, the, like, the thing for me that really surprised me was I remembered there being a lot of comedy with the family, mm-hmm. and I, I remembered, like, sometimes it, sometimes it landed and it was really funny, sometimes it didn't land and it was kind of annoying, but what I didn't remember was how earnest some of those conversations are. It was like, yeah, no, this, abs- like, this absolutely feels like a conversation a 15-year-old will have with his, like, 10-year-old sister. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, of course he wants, like, of course he wants her to knock, because, like, he's he's growing up in in his teens he's in the high school and he's at that stage where he wants to have his own space so yeah of course when she's just like slamming his door open and asking about shit that he has no idea what happened to he's gonna be like yo like knock first one and two no i haven't seen your stupid pjs yeah i'm i'm really excited to see more of them develop as it goes on because i i remember really liking karim and i remember liking yuzu though not as much um and I remember not liking Ishin as much, but you know what? I'm excited to see where it goes. I'm 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 really excited to keep watching. I, I'm This is a podcast. This is happening. We're we're doing this. We regret to inform you this is happening. <laughs> oh my god, we didn't even mention the title of the podcast, did we? I mean, obviously if you're listening to this, you already know. So this is it'll wash It'll wash out a Bleach rewatch podcast. Uh, thanks, Sam, for the title. It's it's incredible. Uh, I'm I am so excited to continue this. We should probably wrap up. Now, the the ongoing question is, of course, going to be: Is it the fun memories or the criticisms that are going to wash away? <laughs> but you know. Sometimes when you just have like that old comfy shirt that's all <laughs> that's so dirty you don't remember what the actual color is and you watch it, you're not sure what result you're going to get. And I feel like this is kind of what this is going to be as we watch the episodes. We're yeah. not sure what we're going to get. Maybe we're going to be super positive and like go, "Oh shit, this this was really good." And maybe we're going to be Who like, "Who knows? Maybe the Aurora <laughs> arcs are going to be amazing." And then maybe it'll be like, "Oh, you know what? How did this get popular?" <laughs> I I I I think I can already see how it got popular. Uh, I'm I'm excited to find out more though. <laughs> did you did you watch the preview for the next episode? Well, it it played, but I did not. <laughs> okay, I I just I want to state that I remembered Don Kanonji by name, and that upsets me. <laughs> that upsets me greatly. I remember exactly who this character is. I remember exactly who they are and what they do, and I'm really curious now as to how like the presentation is going to clash with what i remember yeah 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 oh man i i was surprised by how much i did remember oh, i remember con 2 specter i remember it is oh man yeah like essentially just to explain it it's that the bleach previews because of course the the anime only starts after you've got several like at, at once you've confirmed that the anime that the manga is popular and well loved the, then you get the anime and the way that they did the anime was like every preview or at least all the previews for I think season one the, the like the next episode stuff there's scenes that show what happened in the next episode but then there's all, but the like the voiceover that doesn't really have anything to do with it sometimes they'll talk about it sometimes they won't it mostly it, it's generally narrated by someone who hasn't appeared in the story yet so like episode one was Khan who shows up like 
in like eight episodes or something, and then episode three was Donkey Kong, which I think happens before Con. Um, but yeah, we'll we'll get to these characters once they show up. Yeah. Also, just want to state that if we are committing to this, we're we're going through the bound arcs. We're going through all the anime. Oh, the, oh god, we're we're going through the fucking bound arcs. That that alone is enough to send shivers down my spine. For what it's worth, I liked the bound arcs as they were airing. I liked them. I'm sorry. I like well, I liked <laughs> I liked, I think, the first two-thirds of it. I, 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 do you remember how it ends? <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll tell you how it ends, like, off-call, because I, I think you might remember, and then you're gonna be like, what the fuck? I, but, like... Actually, no, I think it's better, I, it's, I think it's better if we don't. I think, I'd, I think we, we should both make a solemn vow to just not look up stuff that we don't remember. Okay, Just that, we, that's like, valid. Like, that's we valid. have a specific memory of Bleach, and we both have, like, lived experiences with Bleach that, you know, obviously we've both seen, like, the entire series, so none of this mm-hmm. are huge surprise. Well, actually, no, that's not true. I haven't seen... I stopped watching the anime at, like, halfway through, so there's, <laughs> like, several seasons of filler stuff that I've never seen. Uh, For the record, I've also never seen most of the filler stuff, because I did switch to the manga, like, also halfway through the Aronka arcs, so... We've got some. We've got some new experiences. It's not going to be all nostalgia. That's true. That's true. But yeah, so I think just not looking anything up and just going in completely blind, so we can just be completely like, oh, oh, this is not how I remembered this at all. <laughs> yeah, I agree. I think that's a good way. Um. So yeah, let, let's go ahead and wrap it up. You got like a Twitter or Tumblr or anything you want to plug? Nobody. Uh, knows well, my Twitter is at. S-S-B-S-L-J And mine is at Lavender underscore pause Uh, God, why are we doing this? God, we probably need to grab a Twitter account for this too, don't we? Yeah, we probably do Oh god, okay, bye everybody Thanks for listening (laughs) What have we done? What have we done? We, We just recorded a podcast, my friend Oh my god, I'm gonna have to edit this. I was supposed to watch Victory Gundam today. I was supposed to start it.